Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 16th of July. Around 12 million people are waking up in lockdown this morning after Victoria last night announced it was enforcing a snap shutdown. Sydney's COVID outbreak continues to spread right across the country with the two biggest states now on high alert. Victoria is being plunged into its fifth COVID lockdown with the entire state only allowed to leave their homes for five reasons. Here is Victoria Premier Daniel Andrews. It is essentially a repeat of of the successful strategy from just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, That was successful then, this will be successful now Uh, and, and in anticipation of the great work that I know every Victorian will do, uh, I'm very, very grateful. We would prefer that this had not come to our state. We would prefer that we didn't have to deal with these issues, but this is so infectious. This is such a challenge that we have we must do this there have been 18 cases in the latest outbreak in victoria with all of those linked to sydney's growing cluster while the number of exposure sites continues to grow including two of the city's major sporting venues the mcg and amy park after an infected person attended the wallabies game with france on tuesday night Meantime, the New South Wales Premier has warned that COVID numbers are expected to jump today with fears the current Bondi cluster could reach 1,000 cases. 65 local COVID cases were recorded yesterday with 28 of them infectious while in the community. One of those is a cleaner who works in an aged care facility in Sydney's West which is now in lockdown. While there are further concerns for the healthcare sector with at least three paramedics testing positive in the city's southwest. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says harder restrictions may be what's needed to finally get on top of this outbreak. And my concern is without the the hard lockdown with the kind of stage three lockdown that they may get there they may get there even with a lighter lockdown but it's going to take longer like it's going to take considerably longer to get to that zero transmission Changes to the COVID financial support package will be top of the agenda at National Cabinet today to help residents in lockdown. Under the proposal, disaster payments would increase and the criteria for who is eligible is set to be changed to cover more affected workers. ACTU President Michelle O'Neill says any additional support will be welcomed. We need to make sure we do everything possible to allow people to follow the health directions, stay safe, uh, do essential work if needed, but make sure that people don't lose pay and don't lose their jobs and aren't put into hardship. Cabinet will also discuss a proposal to get more pharmacies helping out with the rollout of the AstraZeneca vaccine. And in other news this morning, leaked documents have revealed Russian President Vladimir Putin reportedly authorised an operation that helped US President Donald Trump win office in 2016. Trump has called the documents disgusting fake news. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in Victoria this morning and school students will return to online learning after the state was plunged into another lockdown. Schools and teachers were given little notice last night with many students expected to take a day off and resume lessons next Monday. James Lake in Melbourne says it's another blow to many students still struggling to catch up. 
Lockdown 5 was just a rumour when the final school bell rang yesterday, Tash. So many students were dismissed without knowing what was coming. The Department of Education only briefed school principals about the switch to flexible learning about 5.30 yesterday afternoon. Now, those teachers who were prepared for the inevitable have sent kids home with work packs they can complete without supervision. Victorian students have now already lost as many as 121 days of in-class learning since March of last year. To Queensland now, and family members of Sydney-based NRL players are no longer allowed into Queensland as clubs relocate to the Sunshine State. Club bosses were told about the news in a phone hookup last night after the NRL organised travel schedules for the players. Some players only agreed to head to Queensland if their family members were allowed to join them. Our reporter David Chiraz has more from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. That's right. It's understood the Queensland government told NRL officials they need more information and time before considering allowing the families into the state. Under the original plan, the players' families were to spend a fortnight from Saturday in quarantine in two separate Gold Coast hotels before joining the players in their bubbles not long after. The NRL are hoping Newcastle and Canberra families will be given the green light to fly up, given they're not coming from a hotspot. Now, for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Some good news on the unemployment rate yesterday, but of course, this doesn't take into consideration the current lockdowns both underway in New South Wales and Victoria. No, it, it doesn't. And that's the thing where we're excited to see these job, job numbers, but we do know that the uh, full impact is not there yet. So June saw the eighth consecutive monthly fall in the unemployment rate, and it's as low as now, Tash, since December 2010. The unemployment rate did move down to 4.9, um, and 29,000 jobs were added in. Now, it, it's, that's a remarkable turnaround, because you've got to remember where we were and what the forecast were and it just goes to show that you know all this stimulus that's happening in the borders shut is obviously making a difference but as you point out um, we've now got two of the biggest economies in lockdown Sydney and Melbourne I think Sydney alone uh, the the workforce makes up 22 percent of the national workforce so you know you lock down these economies and it has a ripple effect according to CBA economists employment could fall by 200,000 and employment may increase uh, by 50,000 in coming months. And that would have a, a huge impact or direct impact more rather on uh, the actual unemployment numbers. They're thinking about a 0.4% adding, adding that on there. Look, it's hoping that these stimulus payments that have just been rolled out in Victoria now, uh, having uh, you know, earlier access to it, will cushion it somewhat and more than likely it will. Interesting to note, LinkedIn just came out with some data as well showing, you know, what sectors are still posting strong jobs. And, you know, you're looking at media and communication, and that's because of the need for digital content. Education is still strong, and construction, of course, is still strong because of the home builder. That may have wrapped up, but there are all these jobs in the pipeline. It's unfortunate to see that healthcare, the postings are falling. There's been a sharp decline there. And that's probably a combination of transient demand in certain sectors now is starting to return back to normal. But also that industry is facing a lot of hours, a lot of strain. And a lot of people are kind of thinking, well, you know, I might pivot out and go moving away to, to other industries. Effie, thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs>
Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett the Storm is on the move out of Melbourne for the third time this season. Yes, good morning, Tash. They're getting used to packing their bags. As you said, three times now they've moved to Queensland and back, uh, forced, of course, to relocate due to the developing COVID situation back home. They were due to host the Knights tomorrow night at Amy Park. That would have been their first home game since back in April. That will now be shifted to the Gold Coast. And coach Craig Bellamy says it is a shame. You know, really disappointing for us, you know, the club, the players, the staff, but we're also really disappointed for our fans, you know. Yeah. Since, since we've been back, you know, there's been you know, a lot of interest a lot of people sort of giving you messages and texts and whatever, but just really disappointing that uh, we couldn't get at least uh, one game in before we had a mm. move again. Tom Trebojevic will be rested tonight for Manly. They face the Dragons. Daily Cherry Evans will back up from Queensland's Origin win the other night for St George. They'll have their two Origin stars in Ben Hunt and Tarek Sims. Uh, they're expected to line up again tonight. And Brett, the Cats have clawed their way back to the top of the AFL ladder, handing the Dockers a real reality check last night. Yeah, Perth's Optus Stadium, it was 69 points the Cats way. They were without a couple of their forward line stars in Jeremy Cameron and Gary Rowan, but they still managed to uh, pile on a pretty big score. Uh, Tom Hawkins booting four, Paddy Dangerfield kicked three. Now, they had some challenges this week, Geelong. They were met by police when they arrived in Perth, taken straight to their hotel and tested. Uh, Their coach, Chris Scott, says they didn't let it rattle them. Tonight, and yesterday as well, we handled the situation really well. I mean, it was obviously, I shouldn't make light of the, the challenge. Certainly less than the best preparation for a game of footy, but that's the situation that most clubs are going to have to go through in some way, shape or form. Now, he did know uh, last night whether they would be heading uh, back to Victoria, to Geelong uh, this morning, perhaps going to Queensland or staying in WA. Uh, COVID causing chaos with the fixture of the Lions. Well, they're heading back to Queensland. They were in Melbourne, but now they're going home. They face the Tigers tonight uh, on the Gold Coast. That was meant to be at the MCG. Metricon Stadium will also host the Suns and the Dogs tomorrow. Then a double header on Sunday with the Kangaroos Bombers, followed by the Swans Giants Sydney Derby to wrap up eight around eighteen. So Gold Coast is the centre of the sporting universe this weekend. It is indeed, and Brett, the British Open is underway this morning. Yes, at Royal St George, of course, postponed last year. We haven't seen it at Royal St George for a couple of years. Uh, Cameron Smith, the best of the Aussies, he's at one under par after the first round. He's five shots behind the lead. Louis Ustazen is at six under. And uh, Jordan Spieth, who's won multiple majors before, at five under after a great first round. Now, Cameron Smith has an interesting uh, grouping. He's paired with uh, Patrick Reed, who he all but accused of cheating a couple of years ago, and uh, Rory McIlroy as well, uh, who has won the tournament back in 2014. Uh, Adam Scott did fair so well. He's at three over. Jason Day a distant five over par. So a couple of the Australians with a lot of ground to make up. Sounds good, Brett. Happy Friday. Thank you. Thanks, Tash. And a new animated series being created by Meghan Markle is officially in the works. Archwell Productions has confirmed it will team up with streaming giant Netflix for the series, which follows the heroic adventures of a young girl who is inspired by influential women in history. The Duchess of Sussex will be an executive producer on the series, along with David Furnish, the husband of music legend Sir Elton John. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6 a.m. every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early on Monday. Listener.